Hello and welcome to The Pulse. In part two of today's show, we discuss the open data movement, which calls for more public access to government data, which would allow individuals and organisations to be better informed about government policy and indeed other information that should be easily accessible. First, though, we look back to a July 1st holiday that was accompanied by a typhoon signal number three, intermittent heavy rain. But despite that, the celebrations, the diversions, the bread and circuses and the protests went ahead. The flag-raising ceremony to celebrate the 16th anniversary of the establishment of the Hong Kong SAR of the People's Republic of China is about to begin. Gangway 這個是一個政治訴求我們依然立不倒是嗎我們一國兩制成功是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是嗎是
香港需要祥和，需要理性，需要正能量。那你怎么看？今天有那么多的人上街游行，恰恰说明了一国两制下，香港享有充分的自由和权利。慶委會咧，總共咧就舉行咗有三十七個場地嘅慶回歸嘅咁喺呢次嘅慶回歸裏面咧，我哋有個主題叫做手牽手慶回歸顯內心。講過你咁多活動，係咪粉飾太平咧？其實誒，我只係覺得咧，呢一個係七月一號咧，好值得慶祝嘅日子嚟嘅，因為大家好坦白講咧，就好似你生日咁樣，係嘛？你生日嘅時候，你屋企啊，你嘅仔女啊，都為你慶祝啦，係嘛？我哋唔可以話為你慶。足咧就乜乜乜咁啊，係嘛？咁所以我自己覺得呢個係誒回歸嘅日子、喜慶嘅日子，咁我哋覺得咧應該提供一個歡樂嘅平台俾我哋市民去參與。Organizers say 430,000 people marched. The University of Hong Kong's public opinion program put the figure at 93,000. Police say 66,000 only took part at the rally's peak. But whichever figure is accurate, tens of thousands braved a number three typhoon signal and occasionally torrential rain to register their discontent. Even a red giant adapted from Japanese comics appeared. This piece is called "Unbelievable Gongyan," because now Hong Kong is very influenced by the influence of the Chinese Communist Party. How did you get here last year and this year? Actually, I saw that last year and this year, after the election, the change was very big. Actually, many times, 嗰種關於對於中國共產入侵香港呢種恐懼咧，係越嚟越增加嘅，所以我會覺得係普選呢一樣嘢係叫做係俾香港人一個選擇權。年年都有嚟遊行，係。咁可唔可以講下今年有咩好大嘅原因令到你堅持要出嚟咧？首先，我覺得呢個誒特首佢係冇冇信用啦。咁我哋。喺佢領導之下咧，我哋好似冇曬希望咁樣。誒、呃，好多嘢，就算依家啲誒有啲咩問題咧，佢都 no comment。誒、呃，我冇意見，誒、呃，我唔可以講咁樣。誒、呃，咁其實政府係為我哋市民做嘢噶嘛，點解唔俾我哋知多啲咧？我哋都唔知道市民，咁點可以放心相信呢個上誒上政府咧？咁樣。Promise。This government is profoundly deaf. It's not listening to the people. It's pretending that this doesn't exist. How long have you been living in Hong Kong? 21 years. Uh, up to now, do you see the changes? No, I mean, it's, it's just stagnated. It's just been a string of broken promises as far as I can see. Um, I was just passing along here. When I came to Hong Kong, his hair was black. Now it's almost white. So, I mean, my question is how much longer do the people of Hong Kong have to wait?
主辦呢個遊行活動嘅民鎮嘅朋友，同埋其他參加組織嘅朋友，誒，仲有誒出席遊行嘅市民，大家都辛苦啦。One mainland Chinese government paper played down the effects of the rally by saying it was a new tradition and that Hong Kong people were only throwing a tantrum. But much of the emphasis at the march this year was on stepping up political activism through the Occupy Central with Love and Peace movement. If aspirations for and promises of democratic reform are not met, actually, I was in 03 years old when I first went to the march. I'm really ashamed. I think I have no government 我又見到個社會係係退步緊，即係呢個退步係唔願見嚇，甚至我覺得共產黨係一個好明顯地干預我哋香港自治嘅一個誒一個政權。零三年我估其中一個最明顯嘅就係印二十三條嘅立法嚇，佢哋推行嘅呢個二十三條立法其實都係迫使我或者我都唔係單止我一個嚇，香港人開始慢慢開始覺醒。我唔想再求佢啦，我都唔想用訴求呢兩個字。根本我覺得唔應該去承認呢個政府，唔應該承認呢個梁振英。咁言下之意，我哋嘅爭取普選其實係我哋自己行出去爭取，唔係求佢俾我哋。其實我係求佢，希望求佢嘅良心可以可以出現咯。嗰刻我只不過係一個人對住另一個人，我有一個咁嘅感覺，而我覺得係想用。你可以話好老土咁講，可以用愛去令佢可唔可以 feel 到一啲嘢呢？我希望即係誒呢一次，或者即係大會所講嘅，即係佔中係一個蓄勢待發嘅。佔中就係、是、你問我都係其中一個行為，就係、是、我唔係話再等佢啦，我要再做得全啲，係我係再自己再爭取嚇，唔好成日喺度求。We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. As the whistleblower Edward Snowden informs us, but many people suspected already, governments and government organisations do snoop on the data and communications of literally billions of individuals, and it's unlikely this just means one or two governments. But Why can't it work in reverse? Why can't the public have access to government data so interested parties develop more of a voice in guiding government decisions? That's the question asked by some politicians and civil society groups like Open Data Hong Kong. They say the technology is there, but the political will to open up is missing. Well, with us in the studio are Valtraut Ritter of Open Data Hong Kong and the Civic Party's Ronnie Tong. Can I come to you first? What actually does open data mean? 
Well, open, the open data came up um, maybe about uh, 20, years, or 20 years ago when, when governments discovered that public information is a civic capital. And, um, but only the Internet has really changed um, how we deal with this because the Internet makes it possible for everyone to access the data, to use the data, and to use it unrestricted. That means without any permission or with any license and without any costs, of course. So in that sense, maybe government information and data has always been there, but the Internet totally changed the way how citizens and uh, business can have access to that information. C can you just, to, to put some flesh on this, I mean, you happen to come from Germany. H how, how does that work in Germany? Just well, a couple of examples, yeah. maybe. Well, in, in Germany uh, and in Europe, um, we have open data since uh, 2003, officially. So there's a law that um, everything that is produced by a public organization must be open by default. So that means um, you, citizens can have access to uh, statistics, um, geospatial information, uh, information about uh, spending, information about uh, records, about um, nearly everything, unless it is restricted by uh, some um, security issues. But generally, public information is open. Ronnie Tong, can I come to you? I mean, what's the likelihood of anything like this happening in well, Hong Kong? Well, under this administration, I think chances are nil. But I couldn't agree more. I think transparency is the best form of government. Uh, I think it is also uh, some kind of check and balance on, on the quality of governance that you, you can have in, in any particular uh, place. Uh, if all the data are open, people, are, are officials, are unlikely to uh, basically put forward a false case. Now, uh, under this particular administration, for example, you know, a lot of the times we question the decision made by the government, and we keep asking, as one, on, based on what sort of data do you reach your, your conclusion? Take uh, the Universal Retirement Plan uh, as an example. The government keeps saying it's unworkable. And we keep asking the government, based on what data do you say it's unworkable? Uh, let's have some facts and, and, and see how you reach a particular decision, whether that decision, in fact, is a sound decision or not. So, you know, I totally agree that we should have open data from the government, but you know, it whether seems it can though be done, a kind it's, of it's a different question. almost a technical subject. I don't see any head of steam in Hong Kong pressing for this. Well, the, the technicality uh, is not an in, in issue. It, uh, like you say, the, the will to do it. Uh, in particular, I, 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 I always suspect the government just don't want to open up anyway, because once it opens up its, its data, its records, uh, they can got, they got vilify even more by people who are opposed to the administration. So I, I think there is a a certain bias towards not you know, saying anything, not revealing anything to the public. I mean, Open Data Hong Kong is working with the government in uh, a rather non-confrontational way. I mean, how far do you think you're getting? <laughs> yeah, I would like maybe to add that uh, I, I think the government in Hong Kong per se is not against open data. And I mean, that's what they say. That's, uh, well, I mean, Let's see they what they do. In, in 2011, <laughs> we have this data, data um, dot one, which is uh, a first attempt. It was started as an experiment right. to, uh, to publish um, data sets from certain departments, like the transport department, mm. food and hygiene department, uh, observatory and census and statistics department. But no so one I think knows that's about a, it. That's a start. Of course, we have more than 90 government agencies agencies and uh, many more semi-governmental bodies that also have interesting information. So, but at least we can see there is a change in the thinking that um, this data could be potentially open. And so 
the question for us in the civil society and also in the business is, of course, how can we speed up this process? Why is open data not open by default as it is in other countries? Mm. I mean, I'm just, let, let me just ask you, if, if you take the example of Britain, for example, and members of parliament, all of their expenses are easily visible right. to anybody online. I mean, right. do you think it would be a good idea to go that far here? Sure. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm totally uh, uh, supportive of uh, opening up all the relevant data. Uh, you know, the departments you mentioned are not the most controversial ones in Hong Kong, and that's why, you know, we, we could have data from these departments. But even then, I'm not sure this whole project is known to the general public. At least I don't know about it. Uh, so what's the use of opening data if nobody knows about it? Yes, okay, that is, um, <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly why uh, what Open Data Hong Kong is about. I mean, we are a small community of um, active um, citizens and uh, data scientists and journalists, and we want, to, uh, we want to show what can you do, what kind of useful things can you do with the uh, information and data and also raise awareness about this. And we know that it is a long way. But uh, on the other hand, uh, we have so many examples from other countries. So maybe we just need a few really convincing cases. And uh, I think what would be yeah. helpful here, in fact, is can, can you just give us an example of yeah. something that would be of immediate benefit to the public if open well, data existed? Yes, so of, of immediate benefit, of course, is something that uh, has been done in, in many countries, is open transport data. Right. So uh, I think Hong Kong is one of the few cities in the world where you don't know when the next bus is coming. In many other countries, um, you have real-time traffic information systems. Mm. Um, but of course, this is, uh, if you look closer at it, it's a very complex issue because we have private bus operators and they wouldn't release um, their operational data. Um, but on the other hand, in Seoul, that's one of the reasons why they um, why, why they returned the buses t to be under public control, because then the government can decide um, or the public can decide on how this is run most efficiently. But we are more interested in in government data rather than uh, you know private operators. Okay, in government data, well, let's look, for instance, at the uh, let's go data. Right. Um, well, we're not really part of the government. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're there to check the government. Okay. <laughs> Public <Let's>, sector. <laughs> then let's look at the uh, food and hygiene department or food right. security. Right. Um, I mean, we know that uh, Hong Kong only has 2.5% um, of um, uh, urban agriculture. So that means we are not really very resilient in mm. terms of our own food supply. So um, with the data that we get from the uh, food uh, and hygiene department, we could... Um, we could perhaps uh, discover where, what are the opportunities for Hong Kong to raise food resilience. Mm. Yeah. So that's one example we, where information from the public sector could be used for civil society or, right. uh, or um, business to think about um, alternative policies or uh, creating new policies. But we're more, at the areas. moment, we're more interested in, uh, you know, the, the Northeast Development Plan. I mean, if we get more data from the development uh, bureau, then we can You're have a more meaningful discussion. You're talking about the creation of these two new new towns. That's right. I mean, we can have more meaningful discussion, uh, yes. not only you know with the government. I mean, the suspicion is that that the administration takes the view that uh, information is power and lacking access. Well, to I understand that, but I don't accept that. I mean, do you find that mentality in in, in talking to officials? 
that they don't want to release? Well, no, that yeah. they regard the fact that they have possession of this data as, yes. as part of their arsenal of power. Okay, that's, um, that's right, but that's also kind of pre-digital thinking. So in, the, in information societies, we understand that public information is owned by the public. But this, this view that the government owns information is, I think, comes from the uh, uh, pre-digital times. So I think that's a mindset issue, of course. Yeah. Well, it's a mindset issue that's going to take <laughs> a long time to sort out, but thank you both very much. And I'm afraid that's it for this episode of The Pulse. Time for our usual reminder that if you've missed part of it, want to see more or even see it again, you can always go to The Pulse page on the RTHK website. You can also download podcasts to watch any time of the day. Also, if you want to chat to us or tell us what you think, go to our Facebook page, RTHK's The Pulse. Meanwhile, over in Egypt, we see what can happen when a government doesn't listen to its people. We'll leave you with a look at that. See you at the same time next week. Till then, goodbye.